Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. I have my beautiful plant, Thomas, with me. It is a very dark and rainy day in London today. It's Tuesday for me. When you guys listen to this, it'll be Wednesday, my dudes. I am recording this in the middle of the workday because I have somebody staying with me. Uh, Their sister has COVID. They live together. And um, obviously, (coughs) can't get COVID. So this evening I will be unable to record my podcast. So it's the middle of the day. It's half past one in the afternoon. I'm hoping my phones are not going to ring. And I've picked the most perfect moment in the day to do my podcast for you guys. Stick to the rules. Have it out on time. Um, and at the same breath, still run my business. So hooray for those of you that know I have a little call answering business. So uh, shameless plug if anybody's ever looking for a UK presence, if you're not based in the UK and you want somebody to answer your phones, or you are based in the UK and you want a virtual assistant, I do that. I actually do that. I am quite an entrepreneur. I have my podcast, of course. I own my call answering business, and I am also a qualified dog groomer and own a mobile dog grooming business. So I'm a very, very busy girl which is exactly how I like it. It's what I want to do. It makes me happy. I am living my absolute best life. You know, I I put a post on my work Instagram, um, which was a, about the lines of loving your job. And I rewrote the wording for it probably about seven or eight times. And in it, I had sort of slated my previous company that I worked for because I was so unhappy and and I think it showed my work you know my work wasn't up to standard I loved my previous job before I moved to that company and I was made redundant and I hated the new company I worked for I really did I hated it I hated I didn't have faith in it I didn't like my manager I thought he was a dictating arsehole he shouted and screamed at staff um he micromanaged I was so unhappy and um, we left on really, really severe terms, which is fair enough. I really couldn't give a fuck, to be fair. I really don't care uh, because I don't think he's relevant in the industry. But starting my own business truly, truly was the best thing I ever did. And I'm so happy. And I'm in a place in my life where I'm mentally happy. I'm physically happy. I'm I'm on this health fitness journey at the moment. I'm get up every day excited to do my job and it's such a massive difference when you're happy because then you want to put in the work you want to put in the hours you want to put in the the dedication and 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 all of that goes with it and I hope you know I know oh but a controversy this whole Prince Harry sort of stood up this week and went oh well if you're not mentally happy in a job you shouldn't be in the job sort of thing and everybody's backlashed about it I mean obviously at the I didn't read the whole fucking article, couldn't care to, couldn't care to listen to his speech, really couldn't care. Um, 
But I kind of get what he's saying, though. Yes, he has absolutely no idea what he's talking about because the boy has never worked in a in a day job like all of us have or in a in a position where money is such a, a factor that you can't just walk out of your job because you need to pay your bills. So I get that he shouldn't be screaming and shouting about something that he knows absolutely nothing about on any level and has never experienced it on any level like the middle class, the lower class. We all have where we actually have to work from paycheck to paycheck because we can't not be paid. But I do understand the message from my own experience of do what you love and love what you do because I've changed so much as a person from doing it and I'm really happy and I'm so passionate about my little business. I honestly, I can't tell you how like much my day is just in such a good place. Um, and I really wish that all of you guys get that, you know, I, I want to like spread the love and the joy and I try and, you know, obviously I speak about things sometimes that aren't always that positive, but you know, on, on the gist of it, I do want to keep this podcast really positive and really happy. And I want you guys to like, feel like you've got a community where we're happy people. Um, and I've just come back from Pilates class and I was the only one that pitched. So I had a one-on-one with my Pilates instructor and I've, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I'm so new to Pilates. So it's not with the like machiney things. It's literally on a mat on the floor, which is great for me as a really beginner, because I think if I get the like basis of it down then when I move up to like a class that's got all the machines and stuff in it I would be more flexible and more you know I'd probably be a lot more um beneficial to me is the word I'm looking for um but it was so nice having a little one-on-one class and she showed you know went through every step individually with me it was more about just getting the the positioning right than it was about like crunching numbers sort of things so it was a really nice class and I just feel like I feel so happy afterwards. It's just one of those great classes. I just feel really, really great. Um, my poor baby brother has still got COVID. Um, and I had a conversation with uh, somebody last week. Because in my podcast, I had said, oh, I don't really f- believe in the mask thing. I haven't really like stuck to the rules. And I just want to clarify in case, because I, I, I felt like maybe I, I hadn't explained myself properly. So I thought, well, let me just take a moment and explain myself. I didn't mean in any way that I'm not following the COVID rules and regulations that are set up by government. That's not what I meant at all. I mean, when I said that, just in case it did sort of grate anybody up the wrong way, I don't ever want that to happen. I don't want to lose listeners and be like, oh my God, she's a fucking moron. I don't want to listen to her. That's I wasn't saying or encouraging not following the rules in any way. What I meant by, I don't, I sometimes forget my mask at home, um, is when the rules had, um, when the regulations and the rules in the UK had uh, softened. So we were, the rules were still in place. You're supposed to still wear you know, mask on, on public transport and stuff like that. Um, but you wouldn't get fined for it. It wasn't as strict and regulated as it is back to now. And that's that's simply what I meant was when the rules were um were were I can't think of the word, sort of eased. I was really bad at remembering my mask. But please don't for one second think that I'm not following the COVID rules. I'm I'm absolute for them. 
completely agree with them. As somebody that has had quite severe COVID, I, I truly believe that they're there for a reason and they're there to help us. So with the regulations being back in place, yes, I'm wearing my mask. Yes, I'm sterilizing my hands. Yes, I'm logging into the... I'm, I'm signing into the QR codes and every venue I go into so I can be track and trace. So don't you worry. I am sticking to the regulations. I'm regularly COVID rapid testing myself as well to make sure that I'm fine, especially if I intend on seeing any friends or family. But my life does generally revolve around my house. I live at home. I work from home. I The furthest I sort of go is the local supermarket and maybe to the gym and back, but I'm hardly socializing. I'm really, really sticking to the rules and, and truly believe that they're there for a reason. So, and I'm limiting my, my, um, you know, being in front of people as much as I possibly can, because, you know, you, you just got to keep everybody around you safe, including myself. So don't worry guys. And I hope you guys are sticking to the rules as well, but I just wanted to clarify that in case, uh, anybody did, um, uh, if I was if I wasn't very clear, I do apologize for that. Um, it was brought to my attention that I wasn't very clear, and and I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that in any way. Uh, it's so funny. I use and this is just like this is not a shout out. This is a fucking you're a moron call to Barclays Bank. So I'm a Barclays Bank customer. I've been using Barclays for ten years now since I moved to the UK, and I have something which which is called Blue Rewards. So basically, they take four pounds from your account every month and as long as you have two direct debits go out of your account you get seven pounds in rewards so you for four pounds you basically get three pounds back and it's a great deal because it, it it adds up you know for the the 48 pounds you spend a month you get um 84 pounds a month you know so it's just a small reward it's tiny you know but the little tiny increments do add up well, I got an email from them this morning to say that their pricing is going up. So the, they'll take five pounds out of my account. But then they're reducing the reward to five pounds. So can somebody please explain to me how somebody at Barclays went, you know what we're going to do? For the same price you pay, you get back the same price you pay. What the freaking hell is wrong with these people? They are obviously trying to save money, make themselves more money. I get that. But completely bringing down the reward to the amount that you pay makes absolutely no sense. No fucking sense for me to be a Blue Rewards member. If I'm paying the same amount I'm getting back from you, I might as well just keep the five pounds in my bank account. What the heck is the point of their changes to the Blue Rewards? It honestly makes absolutely no sense for their new, like, um, benefit that they're offering people and I just think the Barclays are complete fucking morons and I have to say that to everybody's face because this is ridiculous so that takes effect from April or May next year I didn't read it properly because I was laughing so much at their dumbness uh, and I will be cancelling my blue rewards and taking my points out taking all my coins out so I'll take the the reward cash that's sitting in their building some interest and I'll take it out and put it back in my normal account because what's the point <laughs> Anyway, I went, I had an Uber yesterday. I had to go to um, Hobbycraft, which is a bit like Michael's, I suppose, if you're American. Um, it's like a craft store. You can get odds and sods and you can make things because I'm busy making Christmas balls. Um, I make them for my dearest friends. They take a lot of work. So I only do them for people that I love and I care about. Um, so I'm doing a couple for some friends, uh, friends that have moved here from South Africa. They live with other friends of mine that have Christmas balls and every year they display them, which is to my heart's happiness on their Christmas tree. 
so they've asked me so kindly if I would make them balls. So the, the whole family living under one roof has, has nice Christmas balls from me. So of course I will um, comply to that and get them some Christmas balls. Um, so I needed some odds and sods from Hobbycraft. So I it was pouring as rain, miserable, and I really didn't feel like getting on two buses to get there. So I got an Uber. And I was chatting to the Uber driver because Uber has lost a court case some time ago. I don't know the details of it. Don't really care. I'm sure you guys will know it. Uh, where they have to now, drivers can earn minimum wage or get pensions, etc., etc., etc. But what I do like, and I have to say this from, from Uber's perspective, is that they've also picked up their socks a little bit and gone, right, well, if we're going to do all of these things, you guys need to actually comply to a number of regulations. And one of them is to become TFL registered. And this I quite like is that they have to now do a test to prove that they're, um, that they're fluent in English, of course, because they've had, sometimes you can't speak to the Uber drivers. Uh, they have to obviously have the rules of the road. They have to have insurance for their vehicle, for their car, for their passengers. And they have to now have a badge that's displayed around their necks that says that they're TFL registered. So, and if they're not, they can get a thousand pound fine. Uh, and my Uber driver in particular had actually been stopped at Waterloo Station dropping a passenger off and a TFL officer requested his badge and luckily he said he had it on him. But it was in his glove compartment and not on him and, the, and TFL were like, you have to display it. So if you ever get in an Uber and they're not displaying their name badge with their TFL information, they can actually get in quite a bit of trouble now. But I do, it made me feel quite safe now that, you know, Uber drivers before, I've had... Uh, many uh, many years ago I mean this isn't current uh, an Uber driver very severely hit on me to the point that I was so uncomfortable I actually reported him to Uber he tried to come into my home uh, he really really crossed the line uh, and that was I must say that I mean we're talking five six years ago this was, this isn't a recent incident um, but I have had Uber drivers hit on me before um, you know ask me very inappropriate questions and you know, and sometimes you have Uber drivers that don't speak a lick of English. You can't, you know, speak to them about changing your destination or, or giving better directions, things like that. So it's really nice that they've really set the bar. Uh, I do think Uber's gotten more expensive and sometimes ridiculously so. I had to drive, uh, me drive? Uber had to drive me somewhere the other day and what would normally be sort of a £5 Uber ride was £14.95, and I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. So their pricing is quite excessive, but the problem is I can't get a bolt where I live. Uh, I can Hello High Water can never, ever, ever get a bolt. So I don't know if it's the area I live in in London or if they just have a lack of drivers in my, in my area. I'm not sure. Uh, but I did check bolts the other day, uh, for a trip back from where I had gone to where the, where the Hobbycraft was rather than getting an Uber because there is a 40% discount applied at the moment. But the 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 discount means nothing if you can't get a driver, right? <laughs> so, um, I and then it offered me a helicopter for £4.50. I was like, all right then, if you, can, if you can drop a helicopter here to collect me and drop a helicopter off at my house here to take me home, I mean, great on you if you if you have the capacity for that. But I don't know if it's just a marketing gimmick for you to screenshot it and find it funny and share it with your friends and family. It, it would be a brilliant marketing gig if it really was, but I'm not quite sure. Um, 
but yeah, it was really funny. Oh my God. And then you know what I did as well? I, um, I repotted all of my plants because I like to repot my plants in winter. It gives them a chance to sort of just take a break from, uh, you know, in summer when they sort of create new leaves and things like that. It just gives them a nutritional break. Well, did this fucking dumbass buy the wrong soil? I bought, I bought compost, which is for outside plants and not for, for pot plants. Potted all my plants before I actually read the freaking label. And now I have to repot all my plants again out of compost and into indoor potting soil, which is better for indoor plants. So I spent all that money for nothing. So if anybody wants compost, I've got a massive fucking bag of it you can have. Um, but yeah, so I have to take my plants out of the compost. Sorry, I'm moving off my back. I've just, the way I'm sitting, I'm sitting on my bed. Uh, with my microphone in my hand uh, because I'm trying to keep the train noise down for you guys. So where I live, I live very close to train line and some of you guys do complain you can hear the train noising. So if because my podcast I do at home, I don't go to a recording studio, my bedroom is sort of at the back end of my flat as opposed to my desk which is right at the front near the train. So I'm trying to keep the train noise down for you. But at the same breath, I am now sitting in my bedroom recording my podcast. <laughs> um, you guys have really liked the Christmas gift ideas. I'm getting so much feedback. It helps you guys with some ideas. Uh, you know, some you so often it's really hard to come up with some ideas. So every week I've been doing 10, 10 Christmas gifts. Uh, this week I found a study actually that said 61% of people say that their traditional holiday gift that they give every year, they do every single year. So there was also another 64% that said um, they receive the same sort of gift from the same sort of people every single Well, obviously that would fucking make sense. Say hey, 61% of people give the same gift, 64% get the same gift. Well, that's pretty much makes sense, doesn't it? Um, but there are some go-to gifts that are practical and that they're like useful and uh often a reoccurring gift is sweets actually like candy and chocolates and things like that but something homemade 44 percent of people do so i like doing homemade gifts if i can uh, i try and do the christmas balls and then if i have given you a christmas ball before then i don't sort of re redo it again that's sort of like a one-off gift that i tend to give my friends um a gift card or money 46 percent of people do that 37% of people do makeup products. Uh, 34% of people do books. 33% of people do self-care items. 32% of people do a toothbrush, which I found really interesting. Because I can't imagine, like, giving somebody a toothbrush and being like, here you go, mate. No, don't take it personally. You don't have bad breath, but here you go. Here's a toothbrush. Uh, skin products, 31%. Underwear is 30%. And pajamas is 30%. So... You know, and these these were uh, a lot of these. The survey was done in the states, just so you guys know. And eighty six percent of Americans said that holiday traditions are really important to them. I have a huge American following behind my podcast, which I truly appreciate. Uh, so it's nice when I can sort of give some facts about your country, uh, because I'm based in England. I'm I'm British, so well, British South Africa, let's say. So, um, among the most popular gift traditions, I thought this was quite interesting. Um, forty-five percent of people open one present at Christmas Eve. We weren't, we never really did that. So what we did as kids is my well, Father Christmas would 
put a stocking at the end of our beds, which is normally a pillowcase. And it was uh, stuck on the end of the bed. It's like safety pins. And loads of like little tiny knickknacks were put in there so that when we woke up in the morning, we had a little bag of treats that we could open. And we weren't allowed to go into the lounge to open gifts until the whole family was together. So my parents had to be awake, have to have a cup of coffee in hand, and then we could go through to the lounge and open all of our gifts as a family. Um, so with, um, with us having little gifts at the end of the bed, we were then like less likely to wake our parents up at five o'clock in the morning to open gifts because we kind of had something you can hold off till seven, eight o'clock when my parents are like humans again. And then we could go open all of our presents. And it was, I always remember as a kid is leaning down the end of the bed, like, like slipping down with your little toes and then just feeling for that little, that little pillowcase and like this little joy when you found it. Um, and felt all of your little gifts. I always loved that. And it was just such an exciting part of Christmas for me. I think that's why my my parents made Christmas such a fun time for us as a family and a fun time as children that it's truly one of my favorite holidays. I really love it. And they did the same for our birthdays. I think that's why I'm so in love with my birthday is I loved – my parents just made it such a special day. So birthdays are a huge thing for me. Christmas is a huge thing for me uh, because it's just the way I was raised as well. So um, 45% of people allow one person to distribute gifts from the Christmas tree. We kind of do that as well, to be honest. It's just easier than like a grab for all. 44% um, of people open presents at midnight on Christmas. A white elephant secret Santa exchange, 40% of people do this. Gift for the pets, 36%. I always did that. I used to wrap my dog's gifts as well um, and then get all excited with them and be like, what is that? What is that? What is in this box? What is it? And I sort of like play with my dogs and open gifts with them. Um, and a special order of opening gifts, 35% of people do. So I like that fact. I thought that was quite interesting. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully that's some more Christmas ideas for you guys. Just so you guys remember, next week is my last podcast for the year. I'm going to take a couple of weeks off um, and give myself a break. And I should be back um, on the 19th of January. Brand new year, brand new podcast. Uh, give myself a little break. And I'll be back next year. So next week is my last podcast for the year. I, um, you know, I'm on this little health journey at the moment. I'm taking... And I'm doing this for myself. It's, it's something that's been prescribed for me from my doctor. Uh, so you c don't run off and try and do something like this at all. I'm taking an injection. I was on an injection called Saxanda, Saxanda, which is an appetite suppressant injection. And you sort of take the injection daily. Um, and now I'm on something called um, Ozempic. But it's also a injection. It's for... Um, it's supposed to help with like blood sugar control. It helps with diabetes. It helps with um, appetite suppression and digestion and all of that sort of stuff. So um, please don't just go out and try and get Ozempic unless you've been prescribed by a doctor because it can also be used for diabetes. So you have to sort of fit the criteria for it. I don't have diabetes, but I fit the criteria of, of needing to lose enough weight. So... Um, I, so basically, 
you can't take it if you've got sort of like cancer or tumors or you're trying for a baby. So I'm not doing any of those things so I can take it. Um, but basically it helps suppress your appetite. It helps you sort of lose weight, which is exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, and it, it was prescribed sort of, and I'm following the directions. It's four weeks, uh, and four injections that you do. And, uh, you inject into the skin at sort of like a 90 degree angle on your tummy and then it helps sort of reduce your appetite for for the week. So it's really helping me. I'm a really bad snacker. I snack consistently. I'm really bad at it. I was drinking a lot, which I'm currently not doing. Um, but, you know, the blood sugar can also affect stress, injuries, surgeries, exercise, alcohol use, and skipping meals. So um I was doing all of that stuff. I have an ankle injury. I'd had surgery on my breast. I'm not exercising. I was drinking too much alcohol and I was trying to skip meals. And my blood sugar was just really, really so uh, struggling. I was constantly feeling hungry, constantly dizzy, irritable, shaky. Um, and, you know, I was sort of like eating a lot of candy, a lot of like crisps and shit food. Uh, because it just helps sort of with the dizziness and like feeling sick all the time. So this basically helps me level that all out and sort of focus on actually eating healthier and like making healthier choices rather than grabbing snacks because I'm miserable and I don't feel like doing anything. So um, basically what it does, I mean, some of the side effects to it are like vision. I mean, if you read the side effects, it sounds horrendous, but vision change, uh, unusual mood changes, pounding heartbeat, lightheadedness. Um, you can have kidney problems, low blood sugar, stomach flu symptoms. There's all sorts of things, but uh, low blood sugar, open empty stomach, heartburn, burping, bloating, nausea, vomiting, stomach pain, diarrhea, uh, stomach flu, headaches, dizziness, and tiredness. So, I mean, like, that's all the bad side effects to it. I mean, obviously, if you read side effects to anything, they're all fucking terrible. Um, but I am trying this, so I'll keep you guys posted to how it goes and how I'm feeling on it. Um, I've got three more days on Sixanda, and then I'll be moving over to uh, Zempic. So I will let you guys know how it goes. But because I am on this journey and I am trying to lose weight and get back to my healthy, fit self that I was, you know, when I I, I have mentioned this in my podcast before. I did a wellness check and um, realized that, you know, especially after my, I had breast surgery, then I had very severe COVID, then we went into lockdown, uh, and then I got lazy and started drinking through the whole fucking lockdown. So in the last sort of two years, I haven't been exercising, I haven't been looking after myself the way I should be doing, um, and there are effects of that, you know, there's a, there's quite a, uh, there's weight gain, there's... Um, you know, there's, there's health benefits. So I'm trying to change all of that for myself at the moment. And it's all for me. It's, it's not about anybody else. It's, it's about the way I feel about myself. You know, when I worked on cruise ships, I was running around in like a size four and now I'm a size 14. So there's a very big difference, um, for myself. And that's why sort of, I hop on about it. It's because I'm just trying to make an improvement in my life and what I want to do. So I'm trying to like avoid weight gain during the holidays in particular. Um, so I thought, you know, we can't all be like gorgeous, like on, you know, go through Christmas and not think about sort of weight gain and things like that. So I thought, well, I'm going to share my thoughts on it, um, you know, on on 
trying to like 20 tips I thought I thought I'd come up with for myself um that I can try not like gain weight over the Christmas holidays because I don't want to do all this work to the build up to Christmas and then have Christmas and then for two weeks do nothing and then be back to where I was two months ago you know what I'm saying so I'm going to try and be a little bit active over the Christmas holidays and you know instead of sitting on the couch I want to still do like a little workout every day um maybe go for little walks with my family and try and like do things that are not just like because it's cold and it's miserable and where we where I'm going for Christmas there's not much to do because everything in the area it's a little town it shuts down over the Christmas period which is really great to just take a breather do nothing spend time with your loved ones but at the same breath it's not like there's a lot of events happening that you can go to that will keep you nice and active and busy. So uh, I have to create stuff that are going to help that for me. So I'm going to try and snack wisely, you know, stay away from the cookies and the chocolates and the sweets that are generally out over the Christmas break. Um, and sort of have a bit of strategy to what I'm going to eat rather than sort of the snacking that I usually do over Christmas because it's there and also on other Christmases say like two three years ago I would have worked my little tail end off and been super fit and healthy and by the time it comes to Christmas I can actually risk taking two weeks off whereas now I'm still in that that exercise phase that healthy phase so I'm just trying to sort of like opt for fruit and veg and nuts and seeds rather um I'm going to try and watch my portion sizes uh, you know, eating larger portions when it's warm and cozy and it's Christmassy and you want like your big Christmas meals. I'm going to try and watch that um, as well and make sure that I'm eating healthy. I'm going to sort of like practice that. Try and get plenty of sleep if I possibly can. I'm a good sleeper anyway. I love my sleep and I, I need like nine hours to survive. I'm not really, really good on uh, minimal sleep. I never have been able to. And even from a baby, my mum me had a chat the other day and from five weeks old or six weeks old something ridiculous I literally slept through the night and my mom would physically have to wake me up to feed me because I wouldn't I would just sleep through so I'm very much like that I'm I'm a very good sleeper so I'm trying to you know my stress levels are great at the moment so I'm not too worried about my about my stress levels but I'm going to try and sort of keep balanced meals with protein and focus on a little bit of cider um I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still going to indulge and I'm still going to enjoy a glass of wine and enjoy my time with my loved ones, but I'm going to sort of like limit the amount of desserts I take in um, and, you know, think think about those sort of things. Um, have like a buddy system, you know, with, with like with everybody else that's also trying to like stay healthy and fit um, and, you know, maybe draw, avoid sort of seconds and things like that. Um, but the bottom line is I'm still going to have a great Christmas. I'm still going to enjoy myself. I'm not going to go overboard and like not enjoy the time with my, with my loved ones while I'm away. Um, but certainly try and keep myself as healthy as I can. But, uh, for those of you guys that are in London for New Year's Eve, um, somebody asked me the other day for some ideas on what to do in London. Uh, they are, well, I don't know if they are coming here now with this restrictions, but, um, they're coming from South Africa, so they asked me for some, uh, ideas on what to do for New Year's. I don't normally, I'm not normally in London for New Year's myself. Um, I'm not, 
a big fan of going into London because I live outside of London. It's really hard for me to get home. It's um, often that your your Uber will cancel on you even if it's pre-booked. Trains are horrendous. It's just it's not safe. So I tend to not go into London for New Year's, and I think this New Year's I might actually be with my parents in the country. So I'm not actually going to be there, but I did offer to give some really really great advice um, on things to do. So London. London in general is an amazing place to be. It's there is always something cool and wonderful, and there's always something to do in London. It's it's definitely one of the most incredible places to live in the world. And I am very biased because I live in London, and I have done so for ten years. So this is my home. Uh, this is the place I love. The place I want to be. So uh, the London New Year's Eve fireworks is absolutely spectacular. It's normally on the TV as well. If you can't actually get to it. Uh, you can buy tickets to the to the news um newsy fireworks as well. It's by the Thames. Um, I don't think. Oh God, I wonder if they're even happening this year. I don't know if they are actually happening this year because of COVID, but the 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 mayor of London I think did promise something exciting instead. Uh, which will be online. Fuck. Yeah, I don't think there is uh, fireworks this year, which is not, but any other year there would be. So there's New Year's Eve parties and clubs. So if you, there's so many parties and clubs to go to in London. If you just sort of search what you, what sort of thing you're interested in, there's, there's a jazz New Age Eve, jazz, a candlelit clubs, jazz New Year's Eve party. There's a bar Alba. There's Abba Disco, there's Bally Barrison, which is in Shoreditch. Um, there's so many things to do. There's so many different clubs you can go to if you're into clubs. There's the Hilton, London Park Lane, uh, London New Year's Eve Ball. There's the Skylight at Tobacco Dock. Um, Venga Boys at Clapham Grand. Um, Cotton Rum Shack, All Star Lanes. Those are like all, All Star Lanes is like R&B and hip hop uh cotton rums is like uh caribbean and venga boys is um a pizza sort of like planning so and they're all like you're looking at between like five and 23 pounds for each of those venues sort of thing um you can also do if you're not sort of like into the clubbing and the partying you can do ice skating winter wonderland uh winter carriage rides aussie new year's brunch which is um it's, I mean, it's mainly based for, for the Aussies, but uh, Bar Alba and Waterloo hosts an Aussie New Year's Eve brunch where you can raise a glass of 2020 um, with all the Australians, enjoy a cocktail reception, and then they do like a nice big brekkie as well, which is like a like a barbecue with avatos and burgers and stuff. Um, there's the Nutcracker, which is uh, at the Royal Albert Hall. And I think those tickets are between like 10 and 98 pounds. So it depends on, on what you're looking for. But there's so many different things to do. If you go, um, there's a website called Londonist, uh, London and then IST, or um, lastminute.com, or uh, what's the other one? Uh, I'll think of the other one now. Uh, All of those websites will have tons of things to do. Uh, and even if like while you're in London, you can see things to do on the weekend, things to do in the week. It gives you like tons of ideas and advice and stuff. So have a look at that. Um, 
so yeah i think that's all the things to do in december uh guys you like the easier riddles um you've all commented now well i say you all i mean i probably have like 40 comments that the harder ones are just so hard to reach so you're quite chuffed i've done easier ones again uh and last week's conundrum is what gets wet while drying and the answer was a towel and this week a little girl goes to the store and buys one dozen eggs as she's going home all but three break how many eggs are left unbroken a little girl goes to the store and buys one dozen eggs as she as she goes as she ugh, as she is going home all but three break how many eggs are left unbroken uh, so send your answers to just james podcast just underscore james underscore podcast on instagram or facebook but i must say i'm really bad at checking my facebook so please instagram me um and if you ever want to have a chat or anything to say please dm me on there i'm more than happy to chat um this week's i don't really have any good reviews to be honest uh amazon drivers are douchebags they keep dropping their parcels in my reception and not following my instruction to come up to my flat um my postman's very sweet i suppose he can get a good shout out review uh he is he's just he's always friendly he's always so lovely and i gave him a box of chocolates yesterday but he was on the phone uh or like a box of um quality streets and he was on the phone and i could hear it was about his work car so i just sort of waved and gave it to him and then this morning when i i went down to fetch a parcel that amazon had left and then came back up and um he sort of thanked me for, for the chocolate yesterday apologized that he was on the phone and his dad has been a little unwell. Um, and we sort of, you know, every time I see him, we chat, his dad had cancer. Uh, and I asked him how his dad was doing. His poor dad had passed away. So my little heart was quite sore for him. I really hope, um, I really hope his friends and family and his loved ones are are okay. So it's not, it's not nice to lose somebody that you love. So really, it's really sad outcome about that. But yeah, so my postman's great. He's lovely. Um, and he's been taking care of my housey for years. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I think uh, social media for this week, I'm following somebody called Anne Russell 03, A-N-N-R-U-S-S-E-L-L-O-3. Um, lovely lady. Um, she has been a house cleaner for years and years and years and gives really great advice on how to clean things or get rid of like, certain marks and molds and stuff like that and you can write to her on her tiktok and be like hey how do i get the bottom of a burnt pot fixed or how do i get rid of a wine stain on a napkin you know like she, you can ask her questions and she gives you the answers and they're so useful that i personally had watched her tiktok weeks ago and last night burnt the base of my of a pot i was making a butter chicken curry and I just burnt the bottom of the pot and followed her advice and it worked. So really, really great one. If you just sort of, it's nice to know like little tricks and trips, uh, tricks and trips, tricks and tr of tri tricks of the trade. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and it was really, really, really cool advice. And then further down the line, like me, you probably use them again. Uh, but guys, I don't want you to put off until January what we can do in December. Let's finish this year off with all of our chores done, 
all of our like anxiety and when we can close the door on the new year it's all going to be left behind us and I want us to start next year with a really 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 exciting fresh start where we can all be like fancy and awesome um and yeah I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will see you next week goodbye they're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the plant.